Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show on voiceamerica.com in its 21st year. And today we're talking about some very exciting scientific advancements. It's really, um, we're looking at the future of longevity, revealing how new scientific and medical advances will change the world and will unlock our ability to live longer and better and younger, all right? And my guests today are co-authors. My guests are Dr. Michael Roizen and Albert Ratner. And they are co-authors of the new book, The Great Age Reboot. And this is, explains how to prepare for the age revolution to live younger, longer. Dr. Michael Royson, MD, is the Emeritus Chief Wellness Officer at the Cleveland Clinic, a professor at the Cleveland Clinic Learner College of Medicine at Case Western University, and author of four number one New York Times bestselling books. He's written more than 190 peer-reviewed scientific articles and has been recognized with an L, an Emmy, and the Paul G. Rogers Award from the National Library of Medicine for Best Medical Communicator. And Albert Ratner is a student of population economics who was CEO and co-board chair of Forest City Enterprises for more than 25 years. Welcome both Dr. Royson and welcome uh, Albert Ratner to the program. Thank you. Patricia, it's a privilege to be here. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you. And I know your book just came out. And uh, again, it's The Great Age Reboot, Cracking the the Longevity Code for a Younger Tomorrow. So, um, Dr. Royson, explain um, what that title means, The Great Age Reboot, Cracking the Code. What are we talking about here? What we're talking about is that it is, very likely that we're going to have a exponential gain in younger longevity in the next 10 years. Let me explain Mm -hmm. that a little bit. We've expanded, that is medical science and sanitation, et cetera, has expanded life expectancy from about, by about two and a half years, every 10 years, every decade Mm -hmm. since 1890 from about 41 on average to now about 78. We're going to get, with at least an 80% probability, a 30-year extension in the next 10 years, which changes an awful lot. And that's because of the exponential, the great increase in research into the basic mechanisms of aging And the Mm -hmm. fact that each of the 14 areas that have been researched show or that are currently being studied show a change in your rate of aging in at least two animal species. And now Mm -hmm. they are moving into human trials. So with Mm -hmm. 14 shots on goal, we're likely to get a 14 or so year, a 30 or so year expansion in life expectancy from one of these 14 areas in the next 10 years. That's amazing. Um, Al, could you want to expand on this? Because I know you were co-author of the book in terms of how this is all going to happen 
and really expanding our life longer. So um, the I, I'll take that for Al, if you will, um, sure. since uh, expanding our life longer is, is kind of in in my area. So if if you would, um, the expansion will be in a way of getting you younger, not in getting you older. So, for mm. example, in mice, they take 107-week-old mice, the equivalent of 100-year-old in humans, down to uh, 40-week-old mice, or the equivalent of 35 human years. Mm. So that change, that rebooting, is what we're talking about. And to give you an example, some of these are... Um, expensive and complex ways, and some of them are very inexpensive and easy ways. So, mm-hmm. for example, um, getting a plasma donation once a week for five weeks and then once a month for the next four months, so nine plasma donations over five months, over the next 15 months, decreased cognitive dysfunction, reduced dementia, improved functioning of your brain in each of the 12 domains studied Mm -hmm. in a randomized control trial in patients with early dementia by Mm -hmm. the AMBAR study group. The AMBAR study group, two centers in Spain, two in Chile, two in the United States, Pittsburgh and Cleveland Clinic. So the point is that that not only made your brain younger, or could make your brain younger if it's replicated, but also in animal studies made the skin younger, your muscles function as if they're many years younger, your I heart and, and blood vessels function younger. Explain what it is, yes. a donation. Uh, so a donation means you go to a plasma donation center and give up a unit of your plasma. You give up a, you donate a unit of blood, but you get the red cells back. They wash the plasma and may give it to another patient, but they give, get rid of the old proteins in it. You get saline back. You get, um, if you will, salt water back and you make new proteins yourself. So that's mm-hmm. a very easy way. And in fact, it's an inexpensive way because they pay graduate students for donating plasma now. So it can't mm-hmm. be very expensive. But that technique made, at least in, in this randomized controlled trial, a 2B3A study for those who are into FDA study classifications, it's one of the late studies. It's already an approved technique in the United States for other things, such as autoimmune disease and myasthenia gravis and ALS. But it actually may, when they've used this now in just normal aging or in uh, people with early dementia, it's reversed that dementia and reversed in animal models, skin, bone, uh, so, blood vessel, muscle, um, so let and me, brain so, age. So you're saying that it's, a, it's an easy technique that you, first of all, you donate blood. Is that correct? That's all it is, is donating blood and getting the red cells back. Mm. So they are re-engineering your cells and giving them back to you in another form. 
Well, no, they aren't re-engineering your cells. You get your same blood cells back. They just take away the plasma. The plasma apparently has proteins in it, which mm. make you older, make you, they're misfolded or okay. they're damaged in some way. Um, this started actually with the Convoy study at University of California, San Francisco in the late 60s, where they gave old rats young rat's blood. And they thought it was something in the blood that they were giving, but they had to take the old rat's blood out before they gave the then the young rat's blood. And the convoys have now shown in multiple animal models um, that just don't, just giving you, cleaning your plasma, essentially you donating a unit of plasma and getting the red cells back did the same thing. That's led to the human studies, randomized controlled trials, as I've said, done by the AMBAR, A-M-B-A-R. Yeah. People can Google it it's in the book. The references are in the book. The AMBAR uh, studies that showed that this can happen in humans and reboots their brain back to better functioning. Mike, is it that when the blood gets back, Yes. You make blood. That's right. So what happens is when you get your red cells back, but short on plasma and plasma proteins, your body goes into making new proteins and new plasma. And that is apparently what repeatedly done it. That is when you repeatedly do it, apparently you get rid of enough of your old plasma to make you function as a younger person. Is this something that is readily available for most people, or is it only being done in certain places? Well, right now it's still experimental. It hasn't been approved by the FDA for this. Um, but if, if, if you're 60 and want to donate blood, you can do that regularly and, and have the same benefit and feel good about it because you're giving uh, blood to someone else. That's the same process. Or you can go to a plasma donation center. Mm -hmm. and donate plasma get the exact thing that this is in the experiments. Now, we don't know for sure it does do this in three animal species, and it has done it in one FDA-approved 2B3A study. If it's done in another 3B study, this 3B study by AMBAR is going to be much larger, about 3,000 patients as opposed to 282. If it's mm. confirmed in this larger study, our guess is, meaning they've told the company has the same results, it will be an approved therapy for early uh, dementia patients. Hmm. So there's a lot of hope on the horizon. Where do you see the timeline in this, Dr. Royzen, in terms of getting approved for, from the FDA? A year, two years, five years? Well, as we said in the book, there are 14 of these areas. This is just one of them. Mm. And uh, the, if, if they prove to be successful, it will be that one or more of them is successful in the next 10 years. Um, they, in other words, they've all shown, all 14 of these techniques have shown youth-giving, that is, rebooting to a younger person mm -hmm. events in at least two animal species. Yep. So we expect them... Um, 
And it may be initially organ by organ rather than in, in, maybe by 2050, you'll go in the car wash at one end at 90 and come out a 40-year-old <laughs> at the other end. But for now, it looks like it'll be organ by organ. But we don't okay. know um, whether it'll be organ by organ or how great it will be. We know that the AMBAR studies are focused on brain function. We know some okay. others, uh, such right. as uh, one of the senolytics is functioning on joint functioning. We know right. that some of the stem cell therapy mass production is is focusing on repairing heart functioning. So there are so it's different, different ones. Uh, yeah. areas, ones. but they all seem to have um, effects not only on that one organ, but on other organs. The reason they're done focusing on one organ is the FDA is organized by organ system. So approval at the FDA will be organ by organ. And, Michael, aren't there more than 14? We just picked 14. Well, there are more than 14, but there are 14 that have advanced to the point of two animal species they've rebooted. All right, we're going to take a break now. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about the Great Age Reboot. We'll talk more about, um, you know, expanding on how can we even replace body parts in the future and stem cells. We'll talk about how we have to be our own genetic engineers and adopt a healthy lifestyle. And we'll talk about the antidote to stress, which is resilience. So we'll talk more about that with Dr. Michael Roizen, co-author of The Great Age Reboot, Cracking the Longevity Code for Younger Tomorrow, and Albert Ratner. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. It's time to get real, discover who you are, and get the tools to navigate your life. It's time to rock your midlife with Dr. Ellen Albertson, the Midlife Whisperer. Your midlife roadmap is the blueprint you need to roll with change, transform yourself, and create a fabulous second adulthood. Get answers and solutions for whatever you're up against and transform problems into opportunities. Make your next life chapter your best chapter with Rock Your Midlife every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Think of the world. 50 years ago. Now think of this same world and how it'll be 50 years from now. 
Did you know that if the world's population continues to grow at its current rate, our children and grandchildren will only have 25% of the resources per capita that our parents and grandparents had? We must preserve the foundation of a quality standard of living. That foundation starts with Go Green Radio. Join your host, Jill Buck, for Go Green Radio every Friday at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Voice America. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. If you wish to call into our program today, please call 1-866-472-5788. That number again is 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Patricia at PatriciaRaskin.com. Now, back to The Patricia Raskin Show. Hello, everyone, and we are talking about the brand new book, The Great Age Reboot, Cracking the Longevity Code for a Younger Tomorrow, with Dr. Michael F. Roizen, um, the main author of the book, and he has co-authors as well. He's the Emeritus Chief Wellness Officer at the Cleveland Clinic, a professor at the Cleveland Clinic Learner College of Medicine at Case Western University, and author of four number one New York best-selling time, best-selling books. He's written more than 190 peer-reviewed scientific articles and has been recognized with an L, an Emmy, and the Paul G. Rogers Award from the National Library of Medicine for Best Medical Communicator. And also on the program is Albert Ratner, who is a co-author as well of this book. He's a student of population economics, who was the CEO and co-board chair of Forest City Enterprises for more than 25 years. So I'm going to start with Albert and ask you how this book originated and where's the popul- you know, what are the population effects of this? So the way the book originated, Michael and I play ping pong together every week. Mm-hmm. And about three and a half, four years ago, we were talking about what was taking place in the laboratories on research. And the determination we came to was that was taking place was going to change everything. And when we came to that, I said to Michael, we're doing our work in all the inner cities in the United States, and what we're finding is there's a shortage of workers in the country. There are a bunch of people that aren't being educated. We need these workers. Is there an interconnection between the two? So we then decided... We'd write a book, and as we got into writing the book and saw the research, we knew there'd be a tremendous demographic demographic shift. So we then asked Peter Linneman of Wharton School to join us. And what we found out is we went through the research that this change was going to take place. And basically, the result of the research were the death rate, which is now per thousand people, uh, 9.2% would go to 2.2%. And that meant would have a lot more people living longer. And the question was, well, if they're living longer and this research comes into play, what will they be? Those determined they're not going to live longer, they're going to live much younger. So we then went ahead and started to compute what would happen. And we computed this is where we came out. This is what we believe as of today. 
that as of 2022, if you are 25 years and younger, when you were born, your life expectancy was going to be 79. You will live to 125 years of age, but not the age that we think of. You'll live like you were 90 or younger. If you're Mm -hmm. 75, on the other extreme, you will live to 100. So you have 25 more years of age. So Mm -hmm. when they did that, it led us to compute what we thought was going to be the population of the United States over this 30-year period of time. And we came up with the fact that we'd have 117 and a half million more people over these three decades. Mm. This compares with a congressional budget office that says we're going to have 33 million people. If they are right over the next three decades, we would have half of the percentage increase decade to decade that we had in the Great Depression. Mm. We don't think they're right. So we then come up with a fact that by 50, the increase in population will be from 0 to 39, 5.3%. From 40 to 79, 25%. And Mm -hmm. over 80 will be 548%. Or that 70 million people of this group will be people that will be over 80, will be working longer, will be much healthier, and Mm. will be able to do it by themselves. So Mm. the conclusion we come to where everybody is saying the world is coming to an end, we think we have the best boom we've ever seen. But Mm. the key to that boom is not our doctor. The key to the boom is ourselves. Yes. The key to the boom is to get a posse. You have a group of people that you work with. You have a purpose. So that's the bottom line of this piece. It's all based on research, and the outcome is what do you have to do to get there? Right, and that's my question for Dr. Roizen is, you know, in a way, being our own genetic engineers, I mean, developing that healthy lifestyle. I mean, all of these things, the DNA work and the cell, you know, the stem cell research, that's one thing, but we also have to take care of ourselves. That's not going to do everything, correct? So what do you advise there in terms of self-care? That's absolutely correct, Patricia. So the, the key point, though, came from, that we understand even on our self-genetic engineering, came from the studies of the genome. When they started, they expected to find 300,000 genes based on the amount of DNA in our nucleus. But they only found both the um, Venter private group and the Collins NIH group about 22,500 genes. They initially called the rest of the DNA junk DNA. But eight years later, it was found it's really switches of which you control 80% that turn on or off our genes as protein factories. All genes do is make proteins or watch other genes. So, for example, when you exercise, when you walk fast, or when you lift weights, or when you um, jump, 
whatever you do in physical activity, it turns on a gene in your muscle that produces a small protein called arisen that goes across the blood-brain barrier and increases brain-derived neurotrophic growth factor, which is like miracle growth for your hippocampus, your memory center. Mm. So by doing cardiovascular exercise, by doing physical activity, you not only improve your arteries and your heart, but you turn on a gene. That's what we mean by self-engineering, self-genetic self-engineering. The most important one of which all of us know is developing both a posse and a passion. So stress is the greatest ager, but it doesn't age you at all if you have a posse that is friends that you're vulnerable to and you have a passion. So we go through, there actually are 180 different choices you can make. Everything from drinking four more cups of black coffee a day to having extra virgin, a tablespoon and a half of extra virgin olive oil, simple things like that, to more complex things like doing speed of processing games for your brain. But Mm -hmm. all of those, there are 33 things that you can do that change your rate of brain aging in at least two studies in humans and 180 things overall, everything from supplements and small molecules, some of which are actually beneficial, um, and I can go into a couple of those, and many of which aren't. But there are 180 things that are evaluated, um, plus 50 actually supplements that people have asked us about that we evaluate And so that you get to make the choices that help you stay younger. And a lot of it is actually they not only help you stay younger, they really change which of your genes are on or not so that you function much closer to the the way your genes were when you were much younger. Mm -hmm. And that's a lot of things, right? It's exercise, it's nutrition, it's sleep. It's positive people in your life. It's all those things, correct? Exactly. So that's why there's so many. Um, One of which is um, eating less, 750 calories, five days in a row per month. In the studies on that, which have been done, started in graduate students, 25 to 35-year-olds. Then they did it in 35 to 40-year-olds. Now in uh, 75 to 80-year-olds. They change your rate of aging in at least um, a way that uh, reverses every marker we have of you getting old. So five days a month of 750 calories, low protein, low simple carb meals um, in these randomized controlled trials makes a huge difference in resetting your genes. So nutrition is important. Not only the time of eating, the amount of eating, and what you eat are all turned out to be important. That's actually the second most important thing from a rate of aging standpoint is your food choices. First is actually, um, as as we mentioned, stress and developing a posse and passion. And didn't you write a book on when to eat? Didn't you write a book on something like when you should eat, something like that? So it's called What to Eat When, and the only reason to write a book, at least in my mind, is to change, is to let people know what has changed in science so that they can change behavior if they want to. So What to Eat When, uh, we wrote because the data had come 
that eating during the day and eating less five days a month, so that was in that book, um, and we have a cookbook that goes along with it, so it tells you the all the choices you make. So this is a way of saying you should only eat things that you love and love you back. That is, you want to do things you really enjoy. So this isn't castor oil. This is sunshine. You want to mm-hmm. have um, foods you love but that also love you back. Um, mm-hmm. And that's what, what we did. And, and that actually, what, what um, Albert Ratner has taught me is that that pertains to exercise. It pertains to everything. So you don't want to have friends you don't love talking to, obviously, but you also don't want to do exercise. So I always said 10,000 steps a day. That's what the the data would say. Um, It was originally developed by a Japanese uh, pedometer maker, but it actually turns out he was absolutely correct. 10,000 steps a day is the right thing for uh, changing your rate of aging. Yeah. And um, Albert doesn't like walking, but he loves playing with his kids. He loves playing ping pong, and that's what we want. There's right. step equivalent. Doing something you love. All yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk more. We're going to talk about the stigma in aging that you know we, we'll, that will you know that we won't have as much of that as we move along in years and in the future. We'll talk about resilience. And we'll also talk about um, more about what we can do to really help ourselves grow younger. Again, my guests are co-authors, Dr. Michael Royzen, MD, and Albert Ratner. You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you ever have an off day? Or is your life positive and uplifting? Making Life Brighter is a forum for positive, inspired and contemplative thought showcasing experts in their fields including authors musicians and artists your host winifred adams will bring to life topics to stimulate and make your life brighter we want to hear from you be sure to tune in thursdays at 10 a.m pacific time 1 p.m eastern time on the voice america variety channel tune in to melody edmondson's the space of the waste radio program This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waist, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. 
the Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and we are back and we are talking about the brand new book hot off the press the great age reboot Cracking the Longevity Code for a Younger Tomorrow, uh, authors Michael F. Roizen, M.D., and he's written a book with Peter Linneman, Ph.D., and Albert Ratner, and Albert Ratner is with us today, as well as Dr. Michael Roizen. Dr. Michael Roizen, M.D., is the Emeritus Chief Wellness Officer at the Cleveland Clinic a professor at the Cleveland Clinic Learner College of Medicine at Case Western University. He's the author of four number one New York Times bestselling books, and he's written more than 190 peer-reviewed scientific articles, and he's also been recognized with an L, an Emmy, and the Paul G. Rogers Award from the National Library, National Library of Medicine and the Best Medical Communicator. And Albert Ratner is a student of population economics. He was CEO and co-board chair of Forest City Enterprises for more than 25 years. So I'm going to start with you, Albert. And, you know, it's certainly promising and hopeful that a lot of us will live a lot longer. But that changes the demographics. It changes the way we are. How do we afford all this? How is this all going to work economically for all of us? Well, basically, the way we afford all of this is by having a greater population that can produce, can come up with ideas. It's the way society has always worked. The problem we have as a country in the world is because of what's happened with birth rates, we don't have enough people in the system that are working that can afford to help us pay for the people that aren't working. So what Mm -hmm. happens because of the fact that you age healthy, you work for 10 or or 20 years more. So I'll give you an example. If you worked for 40 years and 10 years more, you would increase by 25% your income during that period of time. You wouldn't be on Social Security. You'd be contributing to it, and you'd be putting money into the program. Mm So here's what happens. You start off with this happening, health care costs go down from 18% to about 10%. That's about $1.2 trillion. The second thing that happens, if you work just one more working day a year in the United States, your GDP goes up by $90 billion. The present value of this annual savings is three point six trillion dollars so you pay as you go and because you have a greater population and more people working another Mm -hmm. thing is you're much smarter you're much wiser we all know much more now than when we were 35 years younger so think Mm -hmm. of what happened if einstein would have lived or if the queen 
had given us 20 more years of her life. So mm-hmm. what we say, this is sunshine, it's not castor oil. We cannot afford to not make sure that we redefine longevity from when you were born to when you die, from how well did you live healthy, wealthy, and productive. Yeah, that's amazing. I, I mean, that's quite, yeah. I didn't yeah. just by telling thing. I was, when I was born, I was going to live till 55. I'm mm. now 94. Mm. I have 18 stents. In the last year, I started doing three things, eating less, eating during daylight, and getting more sleep. And I mm. feel just like I did when I was 40. Mm. Incredible. Uh, amazing. So, Michael, Dr. Royzen, I want to sort of add to that um, what Albert Ratner was talking about in terms of, you know, growing older, younger. Now, another thing we're going to see that you've written about in your book is that by the year 2050, body parts will be replaced using stem cells and 3D printing, and most cancers will be cured. And that sounds like something out of Star Trek. So explain that. Well, we don't know if any or all of those will come true, but they're all advancing with substantial rates in animal models and now moving into humans. And I'm going to give you the example of body part printing. So we now print bones and ligaments and even tracheas. And last year, at the end of the year, there was a winner of the contest of printing a functional human liver. So uh, a group had a contest, and the group called Winston of Winston-Salem, of Wake Forest University in Winston-Salem, the Winston team, which actually was a group of undergraduate students, a group of graduate students in bioengineering, and a group of uh, medical students, uh, were able to print, which is really amazing, a functional human liver. So liver is one of the complex organs. It's probably the the fourth most complex. Obviously, the spinal cord and the central nervous system are more complex. It's thought the heart is uh, more complex. It's thought um, the kidney may be more complex, but the liver is right up there. Um, Albert is pointing to me the brain. I already said that. That's what the central nervous system is. But the uh, liver has uh, both bile ducts, it has arteries and veins, and it has three functions. It synthesizes proteins, it metabolizes um, drugs and compounds, and it excretes, uh, meaning gets rid of um, compounds in bile. And so it's a fairly complex organ. But Team Winston bioprinted a functional small, but a functional human liver um, at the end of last year. I think it was in November, at the end of November, December, to win the prize. Um, it was a substantial prize. I think it was uh, either 100000 or a million. I can't remember which. Um, uh, to bioprint the first functional human liver. And 
That's that amazing. means that we're not that far away from being able to print a lot of other things. Um, and I can go into uh, other organ, organ systems in other ways, but we think replacement, that is the functioning, um, as I said, when you're someday you'll go in the car wash at one end, that is maybe by 2050 as a 90-year-old and come out a 40-year-old at the other end. Mm. For the short term, at least, we think it'll be organ by organ. And yeah. if that's true, you need to keep as many of your organs young as possible. So let me ask you, when you say 3D printing, you mean imaging this in 3D so that it can be um, duplicated? No, I mean actually printing a functional body part. So this wow. is a liver. Or in the other cases, we know you can print bone. So they take mm. images of, for example, your... Um, or a, a rib or a femur or a mm-hmm. humerus or different body, different bones, an upper leg or a lower leg or a jaw and can print that exact thing. That's been going on for over 10 years. But mm-hmm. now one with more complex functioning, such as a liver, and actually a functional liver can be bioprinted and instead of having a liver transplant from a, another human, and there's a shortage of them, so in fact it's thought that 50,000 people a year are dying because of, there aren't enough, um, if you will, uh, liver trans, livers for transplant and enough kidneys for transplant or enough hearts for transplant. Um, now instead of having to wait for someone um, to have a motorcycle accident and to unfortunately be brain dead, now you may be able to print one and get one when you need it. So that's mm. what we're talking about. Um, and that's um, how fast that moves into actually being able to be used by humans is a question, but clearly sometime in the next 10 years that's going to happen. It's amazing. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask both Albert Ratner, who's 94, and Dr. Michael Roizen, who I believe is 76, uh, how they stay young. What do they do? What are they doing to apply all of this in their own lives? You're listening to the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show right here on voiceamerica.com, America's Voice, and we'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio, featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Planning for college? 
Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance at success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com are listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hello everyone and we are back and we are talking about the future of aging the great age reboot is the name of the brand new book Cracking Longevity Code for a Younger Tomorrow, written by Dr. Michael F. Royzen, MD, with Peter Linneman, PhD, and Albert Ratner. And Albert Ratner is with us today, along with Dr. Michael F. Royzen, MD. So again, a little bit about them. Michael F. Royzen, MD, is the Emeritus Chief Wellness Officer at the Cleveland Clinic, a professor at the Cleveland Clinic Learner College of Medicine at Case Western University, and author of four number one New York Times bestselling books. He has written more than 190 peer-reviewed scientific articles and has been recognized with an L, an Emmy, and the Paul G. Rogers Award from the National Library of Medicine for Best Medical Communicator. And Albert Ratner is a student of population economics who was the CEO and co-board chair of Forest City Enterprises for more than 25 years. So here's my question to you in our last segment. Albert, I'm going to start with you. I know that you are recently 94 years old. What is it you're doing to really help you stay young? And what have you done throughout your life? Well, I left my CEO's position when I was about 68 or 70 years old. And my life's work was creating projects. Uh, we built the, the stadium for the Nets in Brooklyn. Uh, we did Stapleton Airport going in, and it was really trying to convince people of making change. And I came to the conclusion that whatever time I had left, I'd like to join with people that I didn't have to argue with, people that had the same values I did, that wanted to change education, that wanted to help people. So the first thing I did was I decided I would devote myself not so much to institutions, but to individual people the people who figured out how to get a college degree, how to get a job. So I put myself in a position where I wake up every morning 
and decide what I'm going to do. Mm. And the telephone rings and somebody calls me and they say, I have a problem. What I learned is when they tell me they have a problem, they don't want to know what I think. They want to know how I can help them. So mm-hmm. I don't get involved in abortion and, and those issues. I support all of those things. But my daily life is listening to people and what their difficulty is. And because of the periods of time I've lived and the people I know, I can help most people. So the mm-hmm. joy I get can only come from being with other people and helping them. And mm-hmm. I have learned so much more from them than they yeah. have ever learned from me. So I wake up every day happy to hear people who are sad trying to figure out how can we make them happy. It's mm-hmm. a wonderful job description. Wonderful. And what about your health? How have you stayed healthy over the years? So I, the way I stayed healthy is I ate ate corned beef and schmaltz herring until <laughs> I, in 1997. I now have 18 stents. I have one of the thickest records at the Cleveland Clinic. I stayed healthy because God loved me and allowed mm-hmm. me to live through everything that I try to do to kill myself. <laughs> and when I realized it didn't work, I figured I could help myself. Mm, isn't that great? So, All right. Michael, so, comment well, on that because yeah. I know you know Wait, Albert really well. So, Patricia, before before we go on, let him tell you what he does now differently. All right. I beat Michael Royzen in ping pong regularly. It's <laughs> great for the ego. I only eat during the daylight. I eat less foods. I advise my friends on their health, and I'm good one to to advise them. But mm-hmm. what I do is I've made up my mind that I don't want my last years to be miserable. Mm-hmm. I want them to be joyful. And one of the joys, by the way, that I do now is writing this book with Peter and with Michael has given me a whole new life. Try new things. Do things you never thought you could do. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's wonderful. All right, Michael, go ahead. And you're seven, you're so, 76. Right, 76. And um, literally when we started researching um, the specifics of what you can do, there are 33 things you can do that have been shown in at least uh, two studies, randomized controlled or four epidemiologic studies in humans that change your rate of aging. And um, I've now started to get more sleep. I used to give up on sleep. And I do speed up processing games. And I do almost all of the 33 things, 33 choices, with the exception of I have too much stress and I didn't get enough sleep. So I've made an effort to cultivate a posse. What do I mean by that? Well, friends, purpose, and I've always had a purpose of, helping people live healthier, longer, like our Albert has. 
Um, so I've always had that purpose, and I get to make it a real mission with this book. Um, mm. But the second uh, and, and the accompanying uh, application that goes with it, but the second thing um, we've done is I've now said, okay, I've talked to people about sleep, and the key with sleep is, that, is always wake up at the same time. And you go to bed earlier to get the amount of sleep you need or whenever you decide to go to bed. But the key is always get up at the same time. That's the key to um, sleep processing. We used to say always go to bed at the same time and plan different times of awakening. No, the key, it turns out, is always wake up at the same time Mm. to set your circadian rhythm at the same time. So I've done a bunch of things in that. But the... The real changes are we've learned um, four more cups of coffee is good. We've learned that an ounce of blueberries a day is excellent. We've learned that a tablespoon and a half of extra virgin olive oil and a half and 12 walnuts a day. So I make sure that I do those simple things mm-hmm. um, as well as uh, some of the medical things. So we now know that you want to shoot for an LDL cholesterol or an apple lipoprotein B less than 70. It's very hard to have a heart attack or stroke if you have a, an apple lipoprotein B less than 70 milligrams per deciliter. So I've done both the medical things better and okay. I've done the lifestyle choices better. And as I said, one of the things I've done, it is friends that make a huge difference. So I've spent much more time trying to cultivate friends on the weekend. And obviously, Albert and I are great friends. But I've tried mm-hmm. to also make sure, and, and my wife and I are out as, as outstanding friends. The best thing I ever did was uh, marry my wife. But mm. if you will, uh, the uh, it is... And we've got 30 seconds to- left. <laughs> Get six friends that you love and that love you back is absolutely a key, Patricia. And along, and you've, you've had a wonderful marriage, and you've practiced what you've preached, and so has Albert. And thank you, thank you so much for being on, both of you, Dr. Michael Royzen and Albert Ratner. It's been really a pleasure. We could have talked for two hours. <laughs> Yeah, thank you. All right, folks, so stay on the line for a second. Um, that wraps up this edition of the Patricia Raskin Positive Living Show. Um, remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. You can find me, Patricia, at patriciaraskin.com, and I can send you a copy of my newsletter. And if you want to do your own podcast, I love to help people because I've interviewed about 5,000 people in my career. So it's Patricia at patriciaraskin.com. And Facebook, it's Patricia Raskin, Raskin Resources. Bye for now, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week.